The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for being on the show today with us and for being an intentional spirit. So I guess the question I would ask, according to our guest today, is are you ready to unlock and release your passion and purpose and provide the key that makes everything you attempt work. Vincent Guinness is with us today, and he is an author, a psychic medium, a spiritual teacher, and a speaker. And he is full of life and full of energy. We've had him here at our First Unity Spiritual Campus. Thank you, Vincent, for being with us today. Oh, well, thank you for having me, Temple, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to all your listeners. Yes, and Happy New Year. Here we go. We are so ready. It's so fun, almost like a domino effect, isn't it? It's like we've been storing and building all this energy of, well, when the new year comes, when the new year comes, and then all of a sudden it's like, it's here. It's here, (laughs) and oh my goodness, 2018 went by in a flash temple. It was unbelievable. And yes, I'm very excited to be stepping into 219, and I hope that everybody is too, but there are some things they're going to have to do in order to make 219 better than 218. 2018. Well, that's what we want to hear about from you. And I want to invite all of you that are already listening in to go to vincentdenna.com. That's vincentgenna.com. We're talking today to an incredible medium, um, just a well-connected human being. And I'm just so excited to have you on the show today. Well, it's, it, it is wonderful to be here and to share with luminaries as yourself, Temple, because, I mean, you know what we need to do is we need to turn our lights on, wake them up, release them, and shine like a beacon for all to see. And, and this is the type of opportunity to be able to do that, isn't it? It really is. It absolutely is. I, I love to say that, you know, every day we awake to a dry eraser board. And I think more than any other time, it's very appropriate right now to think of your life that way. We literally do. We awake to a dry eraser board. And we are the ones that keep taking the uh, dry erase markers and keeps often putting the same information on uh, that board as if it had to be carried over to the next day. And more often than not, it, it doesn't. 
And that's what I love about your work is that you're really supporting people to unlock and release the passion and and to have things. It's like uh, you and I have spoken a few times along the way. I feel like we're cousins now. <laughs> oh, I absolutely believe that. I love it, too. But, you know, it's like it's like I say often, uh, there is a law that is always working, even for those who say it isn't working, it's working for them by not working. It, it is, because we're manifesting consciously or unconsciously, but we're manifesting every day. And I have to tell you, I love your analogy of the white eraser board. And what I'd like to, to, to add to that is bring to everybody's attention. Did you ever see the old used white eraser boards that no matter how much they were erased, you still saw some of the marks from the previous writing on the board? Right. Mm, Remember how yes, you see that? That's a good it, one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The longer that whatever you've written on the board stays on it, it actually gets more ingrained into that board. So you have to wipe it away pretty clean in order to start all over again with something new. And, and I think that that's what a lot of people's issues and problems are, Temple, is that they're so deeply ingrained. Number one, they don't even see them anymore. Okay, They're covered up by all the other defense mechanisms and the other things that they're doing in their lives, and they're distracted from them. And number two, if they do see them, they don't know how to get rid of them. They don't know that you can write over it. Just erase what was there as best as you can and just write over it. If you write over it dark enough and deep enough, it'll hide and cover up all of the past markings, all of the past thoughts. And, and I, I believe what you're saying, too, is what I'm saying is that why board gets to be your new thoughts, your new thoughts and your new beliefs. And so you need to make them even darker and deeper than the old ones. So you have to practice them more. You have to listen to people like Temple Hayes all the time and and Unity Radio and, and go to centers and read books and walk that path every day in order to cover up those other dark markings and, in, and, and etchings in your brain. Wouldn't you agree to that? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's, I think that uh, more often than not, when people think of, you know, challenges or suffering and things that they're having happen on a consistent basis, regardless of what it entails, I think the first thing is the common thread of you seem to be the person that's always there, you know, no matter what set on the acting stage of life changes, you're still bringing yourself. I think that's one strong key thing for us to all accept that I, I'm the common thread here. You know, I'm, I'm the one. Um, and, and the other is, I do believe that we are, we are so capable of these instantaneous healings um, that you and I before, Vincent, have spoken about. And when you keep feeling the same things happening over and over again, and then people say, but why am I still suffering from the same thing? I think the deeper question is, why am I in agreement that I need to suffer in the first place? Yes. I mean, why am I in agreement with that? And to understand more often than not, it's because that we are working against the grain of the wood. You know, we, if we work against the grain of the wood and we move our palm across it, we will get a splinter. 
Um, but as you are were articulating so well what you were saying, I, I realized that, you know, with a being such a consistent drinker, I mean, I was very active. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, I went to every class and every event where there was drinking, <laughs> you know, for wow. 15 years from 14 to age 29. And, and just to know all along on a deeper level, that was not mine to do. When I stood in that space of that eraser board, I realized there was an imprint there. It had been written. This is what I had been doing for a long time um, successfully um, and even got to go to jail twice with that. I mean, I really put my whole self in. Right. But when I then said, I'm done with this. It was over. Do you know what I mean? It was it was complete. It was I'm riding over. I'm overriding this old download in my life. That's right. So anyway, I want to thank you for just awakening that that space within me because I, you know, because often people ask me that, you know, how did you do it? What happened? You know, blah, 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 blah. And I go, you know, I think the main thing for all of us, because it's not about Benson did it or Temple did it. It's like we can all do it, but it's the willingness to line up. And I love that metaphor about the the eraser board that's just beautiful well that thank you and and it, all of your remarks just lead me into such profound feelings here um you know not in comparison to you at all with what you had to go through. Um, I was a smoker, and as well as I had some really bad habits of my own that were blocking me in my life. And, of course, smoking isn't healthy for you, and it is an addiction. But it wasn't until I said to myself, and where you say instantaneous, it can be instantaneous, because it was one day I just said to myself, you know what? I love myself so much. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to experience my greatest existence here on earth because I deserve it. You know, I have too much to do. I want my dreams to come true. I have dreams. I'm going to unlock all my passions and dreams. And because I said that, I threw away the pack of cigarettes and I, and I changed my attitude completely instantaneously. I didn't even have another urge. My wife did exactly the same thing. Now, there is nothing. You mentioned you and I have done this. There is nothing special about me at all other than I, as well as everybody else, is a divine creation of God, you know? And I tapped into that part of me, and I was, oh my goodness, a, uh, an arrogant, obstinate, New York Italian guy, uh, you know, so... <laughs> You, I, I don't think you can get anything worse than that. And and my arrogance uh, had me believing that I knew everything and had it all together. And I, there were certain things I just couldn't do until I changed my beliefs. Even recently, and, and, and this is something important I would love your listeners to, to understand. Even when you're ingrained in this, even if you're teaching this, 
there are still things, there are still markings on that whiteboard that you've got to be aware are going to sneak through every so often. It's going to bleed through the whiteboard, and you have to be aware of it. You have to pay attention to those inner scars because they will come about. Little Vinny still comes about and wants to say, oh, you're not good enough or you're not worthy, and, and no, that's not going to happen for you, or no, you don't really believe this is all nonsense. And it's not until I grab hold of that and stop those thoughts. I've got to stop them and be aware where it's coming from. They're coming from old scars, from when I was tormented as a child until I was 17 years old. And so I lost my self-belief. So that kind of sneaks through every so often. And as long as I'm on top of it and I say to myself, no, that's not true, then just recently, even with all of this going on, I had to tell little Vinny, no, there is something special about life, about everyone's existence, about God, the continuity, the continuation of this beauty, this unlimited abilities that we have. And when I said that and I acknowledged I don't have to work so hard to make everything happen, because the process is easy, it's the practice that's difficult, I just have to believe in me and, and God and a source and a power that's going to allow me to make it happen and then take an inspirational action. And the moment I did that too, again things changed in my life just recently. It's, it's crazy. Um, it, all of these things can happen but you just have to keep on top of it, you know? And, and maybe that's the dangling carrot that keeps us motivated, Temple. You know, those old scars. It's not that you're going to be living your past over and over again. You just don't want to forget it because it does creep in every now and then. And it does want to remind you. And you just have to be on top of it. I mean, would you agree with that? Oh, uh, uh, well, my my knowing for people that are out there like yourself or me or leaders or people that are taking a stand in whatever uh, method or way of doing it they choose, I think first and foremost, that needs to be um, part of our practice is to establish more depth within ourselves. And I think that's crucial. Um, and necessary, you know, I, I like to say that one of my number one values is to remain a student, uh, because when I don't say that out loud anymore, um, my invitation, my invitation to the close circle in my life is please tell me it's time to stop and sit down because it, it is, first of all, it's just real exciting. And I think that's Mm -hmm. the part that, that for whatever reason, there's like a layer uh, about the fact of, what do you mean I'm working on this again? You know, I thought I did this when I was 30. Well, yes, you did at 30 with the capacity one had at a 30-year-old. Absolutely. But okay, so now you're 50, you have 20 years of life experience. So when you look at it again, it will be through a whole different set of eyes and value. You know, I get really excited now uh, when I'm walking through yet another layer of gray or shadow or whatever, because I know I'm going to be able to use it, certainly and hopefully and knowingly on me. (laughs) Right. But then after that, there's more of a depth of this wellspring called life that I can envelop others in that 
And I then have the capacity as a practitioner, if you will, to hold for them a greater place to go. It's like a Deborah King. I don't know if you're aware of her or not, but she's a, a well-known shaman and Hay House author, etc. And she said every time she would go to the depths of her being, she would get so excited because she was going, oh, I'll be able to be a better heal- healer now, you know, because I've right. gone deeper now. Yeah, I, we're we're spot on. I'm, I'm very much aligned oh. with you and, and, and how you practice and, and totally. impress, not that that means anything. <laughs> Cause, no, I understand you know, that. But it is, you, it like, is impressive that you're a, you're a, you're a live agent about walking your talking. And, um, oh that's refreshing. Actually, we have to be, thank you for that. We have to be. And let me tell you, if I go any deeper, I know I'm going to come out at the other end of China. I, I know that I've gone so deep. It's past the middle of the earth. It's going straight down within me. I've had to because there's too much I want in my life. And see, that's, that's the other thing for people. Number one, they have to have motivation. You know, you, you, you have to be motivated to know that there's more for you. We're unlimited beings. And unless you have everything right now, and, and you know, there may be some listeners out there who do have everything, and, and they're totally 100% pleased with their lives right now. I I think you need to get them on your show if, if, if there is somebody out there like that um, to explain how. But the rest of us still need to work at manifesting all of that. And, and like you said, it's exciting because not only do you discover more about yourself, but you get to manifest more too. It's like, what's next? What else can I create? You know, what else can I do? I mean, um, I use a lot of spiritual teachers in my work and quotes from them. And, and when, when Jesus was on the earth and he gave examples such as walking on water or, or healing the sick, I mean, those are the types of things and messages he was trying to get to us to say how unlimited we are and that we can constantly be moving for more. Now, for some, it's being able to get out of bed in the morning and feel that there is a worthwhile day ahead of them. That could be a miracle for them. Uh, not to mention those then at the other end of the spectrum that I just said who are healers and, and luminaries and are doing their work for others, but, but each of us have the capacity of getting to the place we want to go. Um, I do a lot of work on releasing and unblocking, and I, and I use those words a lot, blocking. Um, a matter of fact, a, a show that I'm going to be doing now is Stop Stopping Yourself. That's one of my uh, major pieces of work, Stop Stopping Yourself. We block ourselves because most of the time, Temple, I believe, we don't believe what we think we believe. There's different levels of consciousness and awareness. And even though we're all spiritual beings, it's also body and mind, right? So we've got to include what can go on in the mind. And that's the type of thing that I tend to focus on in my work is what's going on in your mind that's actually stopping you from believing what you want to believe and what you think you believe. And there's a whole process and, 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 and anomalies that happen and occur within there. Uh, the mind, the unconscious part of the mind, accounts for 95 to 98% of the whole mind. And only 2 to 5% is in conscious awareness. We've got to really use that 2 to 5% so, so um, perfectly and well in order to 
control and fix everything that's going on in the 95 to 98%, which is why mindfulness and staying in the moment is so important. But I got my degree in psychology and clinical social work purposely to understand those aspects of the human mind. Uh, but, but there are a whole bunch of things in there that just get in our way, that we allow to get in our way, that we don't even know that's getting in our way. And that's the type of work that I do is help people release that and unblock that. And when you do, who you really are, your essence, including your dreams, your abilities, your talents, your gifts that you came into this world with, totally come to the surface. You know, it's very exciting when that happens. Well, let's let's talk about that a little bit. Um, do you need to physically be in the room with a person for that to happen? Uh, talk oh, about no, your process a little bit because we have listeners from all over and what is possible to them. Oh, yeah, no, no. It, whether it's me that's doing it, what, what I like to do, though, is I do through example, is um, I go in and I wind up um, bra- bursting a lot of people's bubbles, okay? And the bubbles I refer to are the defense mechanisms that people created for themselves. So, yes, I use my psychic ability and my mediumship skills to be able to get past their defense mechanisms to see what's really inside them. What have they created for themselves that they're no longer aware of that's harboring and pushing away all of these deep-seated beliefs they have about themselves and their lives? That's what I get to see. But a person anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world, can open to that. They don't necessarily need me, though practitioners like myself can help and expedite things. But they themselves need to, you know who says it great, Suzanne Geisman, I I went to one of her workshops, and she says it beautifully, and she says it all the time, you know, be still and know that I am. And she says that you have to be quiet. You have to go within and listen to the inner core of who you are, not just your essence and not just if you want to connect with the other side and and talk with a deceased loved one. Yes, you can do it for that. But to hear what's really going on inside of you, you got to shut up. We talk too much. We think too much. We're never quiet enough to listen to that inner stuff. So the first thing you have to do is want to hear what's really in there. Okay? That's the hard part. Uh, When I graduated with my degrees and I became a practicing psychotherapist, one of the most difficult things was to get people who needed emotional help to come to, to therapy to come to sessions. And one of the major reasons, and they can come up with any excuse in the world. You'll always hear somebody say, oh, I don't need therapy. Oh, I don't need counseling. Oh, counselors can't help me. Those are actually all defense mechanisms. Because the truth of it is, Temple, people are afraid to find out that their deepest fears about themselves are true. Like in other words, we develop this maladaptive, maladaptive set of beliefs very early on in life when we're young. I call them the I'm not. I'm not good enough. I'm not uh, pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not lovable enough. All of those I'm nots, whatever they are. 
Then when we become adults, there's another part of the brain that develops that creates defense mechanisms to shield us and protect us from that original set of beliefs. Now, most adults in the world are running from that set of defense mechanisms. And the reason why they don't want to go to therapy is because they feel that you're going to break through those defense mechanisms and all they're going to be left with are the I'm not. I'm not good enough. What they don't realize and remember is the I'm nots are also untrue. They were messages we received from our environment when we were young, mostly negative messages from the adults in our lives who had their own issues and problems that were passing them down to us. I mean, children today hear more no's and negativity than they hear positive. So it, it's almost impossible to develop a strong sense of self and, and, and beauty as a child because you hear so much negativity right? Well, that's what they're afraid to find out, is that that's all true. But none of that is true. We are divine, magnificent beings, period. That's what's true from the get-go. But very few people truly, truly believe that. They've heard it. They've heard it from you. They've heard it from me. They've heard it from every spiritual author out there. We're magnificent beings. But this is the part. They don't know. They don't believe that. They want to believe it. But because they haven't tapped into that set of I'm not, that's what's governing their beliefs. They won't, they're, they're working from their defense mechanisms, and that's the reason why all the work that they're doing is not working. They're not realizing that they truly don't believe in themselves, and they truly don't believe that they're gifted and that they're unlimited beings. So the first thing that we do is to sit and be quiet and have communication with that inner child. I also have an exercise. I don't know if I have time to give it real quick. An exercise to do that. It's called a personification exercise. Um, I think I actually, well, I think that would be beautiful, and we probably want to hold that until we come back. You know, after okay. the break, because we only have about twenty more seconds, so we don't want to be in the midst of that right, and not this. have Absolutely. your process honored. Exercise. I want to invite everybody to go to vincentjenna.com. That's G-E-N-N-A.com, and also, you know, visit us. Visit me at templehays.com. I have daily inspirations, always taking various trips across the world as well as firstunity.org. And remember, I love hearing from you and, and hearing about the kind of guests you would like us to have on the show. We'll be right back after this short break. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. It takes you to power Unity Online Radio. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listeners like you to support our broadcasts that send our messages out to an awakening world. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Eric Butterworth, taken from the live lecture, A Course in Practical Metaphysics. Emily Cady, in her Lessons in Truth, 
makes a statement which I think we need to kind of think about a little bit. She says, God is not a being with qualities or attributes, but he is the good itself coming into expression as life, love, power, wisdom, etc. He is the good itself coming into expression as life, love, power, and wisdom. In other words, and this again is, is shattering to some of us, God is not loving. Ah, oh, God is a loving God. God is not loving. Because the moment we talk about God as loving, we've got the anthropomorphic Michelangelo like God sitting up in a crowd somewhere with his heart beaming out and say, oh, I love you all down there, see you so dearly, as long as you're good. But I'm not going to love you very much if you don't go to church and so forth. God is not loving. God is love. To find out more about Eric Butterworth, visit unity.org. Have you ever performed a random act of kindness? In a beautiful new book, Called Write It On Your Heart, Unity employees make suggestions for random acts they've tried or received themselves. The book includes 40 ways to express kindness or compassion and has room to journal about your experiences. It's the perfect gift, and you'll want one for yourself, too. Look for Write It On Your Heart at unity.org shop. What if you could start each day with a positive outlook, remembering you are a divine expression of God? Daily Word is a booklet of daily devotionals offering positivity that's downright contagious. With a print subscription or by email, you can pause to reflect on how to practice spirituality in your human experience. Reading Daily Word takes about a minute a day, so you can feel uplifted every morning. Visit dailyword.com to subscribe. Learn how to break away from self-limiting beliefs and get some support with T.J. Woodward and the Conscious Being Radio Show every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central. A recovery specialist, author, inspirational speaker, and coach, T.J. will share practical tools and life strategies to help you overcome your fears and learn to awaken to your true nature. Join the show with your questions and comments and get the support you need to move forward fearlessly. T.J. is here to help every Wednesday on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for being here. I, I know that the greatest asset that we have regarding this show is our listening audience and those of you that are out there that appreciate our show what we do the intention of it as well as you share it with your friends on social media we are very very grateful and i do want to remind you that we we love call-ins so please take the time to call us in and to ask some questions and vincent's with us and it's a really great opportunity to be able to talk to people live on the air so thank you for that so um vincent you were you were talking about that you you have your your folks uh, via uh, Skype and other forms of connection from all over the world. And that is one way that you work and you are such a, uh, a tremendous uh, medium and you're able to help and support so many people. I mean, to me, you're very broad in your gifts. You are an excellent speaker um, and being a speaking coach, I mean, I just love it when I see someone just take the room 
and know the behind the scenes skill sets that you need to actually be able to do that. So um, that's very impressive. <laughs> well, well you know, what? I know that I a lot I of uh, spiritual did, communities I that are tuning that in, that was, they yeah. can benefit from having you at their community. Uh, you're a tremendous hit here. We love your energy and we're having you back, but also that you do, you know, tremendous readings with people. I try to. It, you know, just doing a mundane reading and letting people know, oh, yeah, you're going to get married. Oh, you're going to have two children. Oh, yes, you're buying the beautiful million-dollar home. You know, that's all well and good, and oh, people always love hearing hope. And, and I think that that's one of the reasons why psychics have become so popular. And then mediums have become popular because everybody wants to still connect with the deceased loved one because they didn't get enough of the messages while the deceased loved one was alive. And, uh, but I like to go deeper than that. I'm, 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 if you're going to come to me, I'm telling you one thing right now. Be expecting a big transformation in your life because I get to see those deep, 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 deep things inside of you that are stopping you. I get to see your gifts. I get to see you better than you see yourself sometimes. And if I'm making connections with deceased loved ones, it's only to receive messages from them to help you live and create the life you want in this now, the now time here. Not just to find out why mom left all the money to your sister that you don't like and where Uncle Joe's will is. No, it's it's not about that. It's about the living. And they on the other side want to help us live as well, because when you get to the other side, you get to see all the things you didn't do while you were down here, you know, and, and you want to help so desperately. And that's what I use my abilities for, um, Temple. It's, it's so important for me to use everything to help you in your life today. You know, that's, that's what we need. That's what we need as much as possible. And, um, and, and, and we, we, our stories make us so blocked with, with all of these doubts and fears and, uh, and, and negative ideas about life and about where we're going and not going. And it just gets in the way of everything that we are, including the passion and the purpose that we came here to use. Everyone comes down with a passion and purpose, you know? You know that, right? Everybody comes in with, a, with a, a plan that they have for themselves in order to experience what they want to experience this lifetime around. We're individual expressions, but we're individual expressions of spirit in order to learn more about who we are and our highest potential and abilities here um, on this planet. So you you do a lot of the same type of work, I mean, not, maybe not as a psychic or a medium, but you're very intuitive and you're very psychic yourself. You do realize that, Temple. Yes, yes, I, I do, and I've I've had many premonitions and you know many future seeing awarenesses about people and things like that, and I just um, made the decision to focus on you know the components that I'm already doing and you know to spend that time in the teaching and the spiritual leadership aspect and shamanism i do a lot in shamanism which um also is you know with working with people that i often see the blocks that they're bringing in from past lives and from this one so yeah i i do feel that um and 
um, I, I love that people like you specialize in it because you, you know, you have a way of that mastery about it. That's impressive. <laughs> well, it's, we spent, I spent 35 years perfecting those tools and I still am. I still work on them as much as I can. And then I teach them to others too, so that they can open up and what everybody needs to realize also is there's only one channel within us. We, we refer to it as a channel, opening up the channel between our soul's mind, our conscious mind, or the other realm, the spirit realm, and our, and our earthly realm. It's one channel, and that channel is in your heart, uh, believe it or not. That's where it's, it's really located in the energy vortex of your heart. And as you open your heart with love and clearing your own issues and personal healings that you need to do, you begin to open up to everything. Everything, all the abilities of who you are start to come in. And as I said earlier, I mean, I've been working 35 years on taking care of my issues. I mean, Temple, when I was a kid... Um, in school, I was chased every day, beat up, shoved in lockers, head flushed in toilets, spit on, peed on. I mean, I was the one who was bullied in the entire school from fourth grade all the way on through high school. And then when I got home, mom had mental pathologies because of the issues she went through when she was a kid. And so she took them out on me. She, she had obsessive compulsive disorder, borderline personality disorder, panic disorder, um, major depressive disorder. And I used to get beat all the time if I left a spoon in the sink, if my slippers were at the wrong end of the kitchen door, I used to get beat there. And then, of course, throw in any of the molestation that I went through when I was younger, too. So I had all of that stuff going on in me when I was young. And, yeah, there were a lot of issues there and uh, such a lack of self-love and self-belief. So I know, and now other people have had even more intense stories than that, or even less stories, but I know that it wreaks havoc on your self-love. It wreaks havoc on trying to believe in anything positive and good. And so I can relate to that, but I spent my entire life, when, this, when my spiritual awakening happened at 28 years old, my wife and I, and she had already been with me for a while, she was my, my first girlfriend at 17 years old. We've been together 45 years, going on 46 now. Um, married, going on 41, and we took the spiritual journey together that was happening to me, um, and it completely changed my life and woke me up into a new way of thinking, and that's the thing for people, is that whiteboard, going back to that whiteboard, is you need to write yourself a new thought and a new belief, a new belief of who you are. And, and rid yourself of the old beliefs. You know, you are not the person that everybody else says you are and by the way they treated you. You are the person that is divine by the, your own inheritance in, in the way you were created. And you, you have unlimited, again, unlimited abilities because you're, you're created in a higher image and, and, and the image of spirit. And that's what we, we are all knowing and why the law of attraction and manifesting work is because we use that. And 
it's not until you truly begin to believe in yourself. That's what my work hinders on. Believe in yourself. Before you can believe in anything, you must believe in yourself. Um, you can't even believe in a higher force until you begin to believe in yourself because you're part of that higher force. And if you can't believe in you, you're not going to believe in the greater part of you either. Uh, there's a wonderful scene in the cartoon Lion King that Disney created. Walt Disney was very metaphysical and spiritual. And any of the stories that he picked to make into movies and cartoons, he chose stories that not only had moral values for the children, but that had metaphysical and metaphoric values for the adults who were going to take the children to the movies. And Lion King is perfect because it's a story about the relationship between us and the God Force. Mufasa represents God, Simba represents us. One of the scenes in the movie, which is great after Mufasa dies and Simba grows up, he's an adult now, a young adult, and he's complaining about how his father always said he was going to come to him, but he never did. Once he passed, he never came to him. He never has been there. He's never helped him out based on what Simba believed. And then one day, um, this, through a series of events that happened, all of a sudden Mufasa's spirit comes to Simba and turns around and tells him, you have forgotten who I am because you have forgotten who you are. And it's the most profound scene in the movie because that's it. You know, we're never going to get those principles and laws working for us until we begin to believe in us. It's kind of like we're, we're the core uh, the, the, the spirit is with inside of us that gives us our power, but it begins with us believing in us and who we are. And then all of a sudden it's a, a triune effect. You believe in everything, your body, mind, and spirit. You believe in, in all of who you are, and it works together. Um, but it starts with us, and, and that's where people are lacking most of all, Temple, is their stories tore away their self-belief. Right? That's absolutely right. That is so true. But, you know, and it's a shame. And, and the one thing that I, and you do hear this too, um, but as a psychic, you know, I get to see and the deepest part of who a person is. You know, um, psychotherapists only get that when a person shares it. But as a psychic, I can see their darkest times. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, every single day I'm on the phone or people are in person or I'm, I'm at an event. And it's unbelievable some of the experiences that everybody has gone through today. And, and, and for the longest time, and that's the way, the reason why the world is going the way it is, is because so many people are so hurt and their stories are horrible. I don't even know how some of them have made it through this far. They, uh, they're incredible. And, and we're so resilient because we are capable of tolerating a lot, but we don't have to tolerate anymore. That's the whole point. We can change all of this. But boy, oh boy, some of those stories out there, I'm sure you've heard some of the most incredible stories of darkness. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, you you know, you just take a big breath at times. And I know that with the work that you're doing and with the work I feel from time to time, I'm able to uh, tap into with people. 
I think one of the biggest um, issues with people is they've never been validated. Mm. You know, and mm-hmm. um, it's that holding that space to really be in the presence of someone without an agenda or a pre-decided uh, space about what one thinks is wrong with a person. And to be able to just be in that that synergy of, it's more than listening skills. Uh, there's something that happens when you, and I believe that that's, you know, the whole thing about what you're talking about when you're supporting people to unlock and release and to really be able to listen to what's going on with them. The, the good, the other benefit with the ability to listen to what's going on inside yourself is that it opens you up to be able to listen and hear what's going on inside of others. But that's a whole different level of the silence. That's deeper than silence is the absence of noise. It's the freedom and the vulnerability to really listen because exactly what you're saying, most of the issues with people and the belief systems and the thought process they have developed such a language in their practice that they're just so unaware of it, first of all. But second, they're just repeating the story over and over again, you know, for someone new. Uh, But that capacity to really scan a person at that depth of listening and go, well, have you ever thought about it this way? You know, have you ever thought about it like that? Like, whoa, you know, maybe a different door. Um, I love that. I, I love that space of listening. And that's why people like you are so necessary to open those doors or be a gatekeeper, you know, for those experiences. Yes, so. I like the way you say that, a gatekeeper. And and you mentioned, you said validate. And, and mm-hmm. it's so interesting, Temple, because there's two times that a person absolutely needs validation. One, during their entire youth, they're supposed to be validated that they are wonderful, special beings, that they are capable of achieving their dreams, that they are divine, that they are magnificent, that they, you know, in in between all of the correcting them and guiding them, and by the way, the word parent does not mean to teach or to punish, the word parent means to guide, to guide. That's all we're supposed to be doing as parents is guiding them, right, and validating. And here's the thing. When there's the least amount of validation during childhood, they need the most validation as an adult. And they need to be validated then for the issues that they're going through and the pains that they're going through. But when a person is validated earlier then they don't go through the same types of things. There's two major things we learn growing up, and mostly from our parents. Only two. The rest we learn from the world is, one, whether we're lovable, and two, how to love yourself, how to love yourself. The way you are treated growing up, basically, is the way you're going to treat yourself. And so then once you get, if it's a negative pattern and you get into a negative pattern, you need somebody positive 
to help, like you said, hold that space of who you really are. It's what's meant by one man can save a nation. That was a parable in the Bible in the, in the Old Testament. One man can save a nation. One mankind, one humankind person can save a nation. How so? Well, in my own example, there was only one person who stepped into my life who first began to see my goodness and believed in me. And she saw the depth of who I was. She saw my abilities and talents and absolutely believed in me. And because she believed in me, I was able to momentarily see myself through her eyes. And because I was able to see myself through her eyes, I liked what I saw. And so I kept working towards that. And, and, and that's the woman that I have been with for going on 41, um, 47 years now. She saw in me what no one else could see in me. And if we can just take the time, like you said, and that's what I feel my greatest gift is, is I see the gifts and the beauty in others. Godness. They don't see it. I see it. And so through my eyes, I get to reflect to them who they are. They like it. For a moment, they see something beautiful. For a moment, they see something that they, is that really me? And I'm like, yeah, that's really you. You don't have to become a new person. You know, you have to actually become the person you already are. You've just been covering up with a whole bunch of defense mechanisms. This is who you really are. So many people out there think that they need to change and become someone new. No, you just got to peel away the layers of, of the stuff that you've been doing because of what you're trying to be, what you, what you really don't believe of yourself, the mask, the facade, whatever we want to call it psychologically, it doesn't matter. But who you really are is incredible, and, and it's a matter of somebody validating that for you and validating your pains as well. Validating you means that somebody found value in you. I'm validating. And that comes in, it's an extension of the word value, okay? So what you feel is valuable. It, 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 that's how we feel. If, if I turn around and I'm telling somebody I've got pain, you know, my, um, whether I lost my friend and I'm hurting or I lost my job and I'm feeling bad or um, I'm in the middle of a breakup and I'm, not, and I'm hurting or I'm, I'm not, my health isn't good, for someone to turn around and say, oh, my gosh, um, that must be so painful for you, it makes me feel valued that they cared enough. And that's what validation actually does for us, Temple. And that's what was supposed to be done in our earliest of stages, but then we need it as an adult when we have a void from our youth. So, yeah, it just takes one person believing in that and holding that space, like you said, for another person so that they can feel value, you know? Give us an example of, uh, without, of course, names. I know that, like myself, you have some of your favorite stories where you go, wow, oh, I'm so glad I'm here at this time in this life, at this moment. Wow. Um, do you have a story wow. that comes to mind of, of someone oh, where you have unlocked and released their passion and purpose? 
I get, you know, uh, if I took the time to write a book just on those stories, I mean, they're, <laughs> I they're have just a so amazing. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's what I have to do. Um, well, there was this one gentleman that the, the story comes to mind right away, and um, he had lost his job. He is all, already in his 30s, um, he's no stable work, um, in a relationship but not married, had been in the relationship for like seven years, and it's going nowhere. They're not getting married, though she wanted to. He couldn't feel it. So he was just very down on himself and down on life in general and couldn't feel um, any value or reason to live. Okay, so there, there were suicidal tendencies that he had, and because of my training, I am able to go there with clients. And um, it was so interesting because I had asked him, you know, as a psychic, you pick up all of these things from the past, and there's a reason why you come up with this information, you know, things that they know that you don't know. When you do that, it gives a little credibility, it gives a lot of credibility to the messages you have to say. So I was picking up on his entire past. I was picking up on his parents and their divorce and his upbringing and the pains and some of the experiences he went through. And I even turned around and I said to him, said, you, you liked music a lot, in particular is as a, as a kid, you fantasized about being in a rock band, didn't you? And he's going, oh my gosh, yeah, I did. When I was in middle school, and even, you know, when I began high school, I always thought that, you know, I was interested in the guitar. I even picked it up a little, and I thought, yeah, for sure, you know, I was going to be a rock star. And then I grew up, and, and, you know, my parents were like, well, that's impractical. And so, of course, I went after something practical, like computers and things like that. But I'm not working in that. And I said, well, you know, giving that dream up, was one of the worst things that you did for yourself because that's like cutting off your arm. Any part of you, your dreams, your fantasies, your desires, even you call them whims sometimes, they're all part of you. If they've come through your mind, they're a part of who you are. And by cutting them out and ignoring them completely, you're actually cutting off a part of who you are. So you're an incomplete person. So you've been going through your life. This is what I'm telling him. So you've been going through your life as a part person. And so now here you are in your late 30s, about ready to turn 40, and you're wondering why you can't fulfill your life. Well, you're only fulfilling your life with a part of who you are, not all of who you are. So this is what you have to do. You need to go out and get yourself a guitar. As soon as you leave here, go to the store, get yourself a folk guitar. You don't need an electric guitar. Get a folk guitar. Start with that. Go online. Take some lessons. There's wonderful online lessons that you can do real cheap and quick. I don't care if you're just plucking out Mary Had a Little Lamb. It doesn't matter. It's going to, number one, pull you into your right brain. You're thinking too much. Your left brain is the thinking, reasoning, rational, um, risk-taking side. The right brain is your intuitive, creative, emotional, nurturing side. You need to pull yourself into your creative, emotional side to put you back in touch with who you are completely as a person. Start feeling again in your life and become creative and tap into that little kid that you're denying that's within you and that fantasy. So I said, so are you going to do that? I said, if you come to me, you're sitting in front of me, you're sitting in front of a psychic, you've never done this before, at least commit to some of these things. Try it, okay? Will you try it? 
And he says, okay. And I said, and now I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Going to happen. The, moment the moment you start, start learning, learning how to play how the to guitar, play. you're going to be getting married, you're going to be moving, and you're going to be getting the job that you really want. All of that is going to open up because you decided to care about the whole part of you. Well, months later, he contacted me to let me know that that's exactly what he did. He picked up a guitar. Not only did he start learning it, but he found other guys his age who wanted to do the same thing, and they formed a little trio, a bass player, him and a drummer, and they're learning together, and they're playing together, and he feels so much more complete now. He's getting married, I believe it's even this year, it changed his life. Well, thank you for impacting us today. We just need to do another show. Can you believe our time is already gone? Thank you so much, all of you, for tuning in. Thank you for being part of our show. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.